It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the show, halfway through the work week. Hope you all are doing well and having a better week than the BYU basketball team after a crushing loss. We'll recap a blowout loss to USC in Bubbleville, preview the St. John's matchup this afternoon. We'll also talk about BYU and the college football playoff rankings. Cougars move up one spot to number 13 in the second round of the CFP rankings. Is the committee out to get BYU? We'll examine that with your guys' comments ahead on today's show, as well as comments from Gary Barda, the committee chairperson, as well as comments from Mark Pope on his BYU basketball team. So a lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the show. It's all brought to you today by our good friends over at Built Bar, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little while. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's break into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 2nd, 2020. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but let's start off with BYU football. BYU checking in at number 13 in the newest round of the college football playoff rankings, moving up one spot from their spot at number 14 a week ago. Let's let you hear from the reveal show on ESPN last night, the actual announcement of BYU checking in at number 13, as well as a comment or two from Kirk Herbstreet, who's been a pretty big advocate for the BYU football program. Here you go. This next position here is, I think, what we're looking for after last week and where BYU was at 14 coming into the week. Let's look at 15 up now. And BYU only makes a small surge. Northwestern takes the big drop. Kirk, only one spot up for BYU. BYU, what's your reaction? Uh, that was my big thing I wanted to see. All the all the feedback we had for the committee, not just us, but around the entire country, it was unanimous. People thought BYU was a top 10 team, but the committee holds strong. Only moves them to one spot ahead of Northwestern. Again, very, very surprised by that ranking. So there you go. Thanks to ESPN, the reveal show. BYU checking in at number 13. As you heard Kirk Herbstreit say, BYU's still a little too low. And most of the media that I saw on Twitter last night agreed with it. For whatever reason, the college football playoff committee refuses to acknowledge BYU or give them the course correction I hope that they would make. It is somewhat worrisome that only one spot uh, is what BYU moved this week after uh, some teams in front of them lost, some other teams struggled. The likes of Iowa State, who held on to beat a lackluster uh, Texas team, jumped up four spots to number nine. Also, Indiana, by the way, losing their starting quarterback who has led them to their 5-1 and record. He's out for the season. Former Utah quarterback Jack Tuttle, the guy who led Zach Wilson to end up at BYU, now going to start for the Hoosiers. I, folks, to be honest with you, I don't get it. 
I struggle to understand the reasoning behind the college football playoff committee's reasoning for holding BYU back because it really feels like they're speaking out of both sides of their mouth. So before I break it into this more, let's let's let you hear on the reveal show last night, Gary Barta, who is the college football playoff committee chairperson, he joined Reese Davis on ESPN. And one of the questions Reese Davis asked, as you'll hear, is about BYU. And here's the Q&A with Reese Davis and Gary Barta about the Cougars. What is it that's holding BYU in the position that it's in behind some teams that have lost a couple games? I said last week, uh, great respect for BYU, but uh, what is it that holds it back if you compare BYU's, uh, the games they've played, the teams against whom they've competed, uh, and you compare those to some other teams, uh, it's really the, the strength of schedule or the games that they're playing and not being as strong as some of the other teams that we're ranking ahead of them. So there you go. Gary Barta saying that the caliber of opponent BYU has, has played and the strength of schedule just are not up to snuff in essence. Here's the issue I have with that. There's a big debate last night on the Reveal Show and also in the press conference, the teleconference that was conducted with Gary Barta after the rankings were revealed, talking about Ohio State and the fact that the Buckeyes remained at number four. And Mr. Barta, to his credit, went out there and said, well, we just debated it back and forth amongst 13 of us that are in this room. And we just felt like, based on what we had seen and everything going on with Ohio State, we felt like they were the fourth best team. Okay, so you're saying the eyeball test is going to help out Ohio State. Well, if you're going to denigrate BYU for their quote-unquote strength of schedule component, you want to see the strength of schedule for Ohio State before you start talking, Mr. Barta? Oh, yeah, number 77 in the country currently, speaking of the Buckeyes. Hmm. (sighs) I struggle, folks, and... I know many of you out there are not pleased with how the college football playoff committee went about things with BYU, and I get it. The good news is, is history shows us that BYU and most teams in the college football playoff rankings, if you end up inside the top 12 in the relatively short history of the college football playoff, if you're inside that top 12, you traditionally are rewarded with a New Year's Six Bowl game. My thought, and I talked to somebody last night who will remain unnamed because they don't want their name out there, but talking with them, the sentiment is that BYU might be getting uh, the shaft because the college football playoff committee, in essence, does not want to reward two of the non-Power 5 teams in the college football playoff or the New Year's Six. Cincinnati right now remains at number seven in the latest college football playoff rankings. The Bearcats, for whatever reason, are getting the benefit of the doubt that BYU cannot buy from this committee. You can't explain to me how Cincinnati is getting the benefit of the doubt and BYU is not. Maybe you can explain it to me. Feel free to reach out on social media or email me. Be happy to hear you guys out on that. But it does appear that the college football playoff committee is going to make it tough for BYU to be the second non-power five team to make it into the college football playoff field or the, that's why I should say the new year six field this year. They're not making the college football playoff. Let's get that out of our, out of our minds. So apologies for confusing that, but it appears that they have no interest speaking of the college football playoff committee to allow two non-traditional powers to play in their beloved bowl games with the big payouts that they have attached to them. 
whether that is uh, Gary Barter looking out for his own, people around him influencing him, people around the other 13 members of this college football playoff committee being influenced to really focus in on the Power Five, I don't know. But just for the looks of it, Gary Barda and the college football playoff committee talk out of both sides of their mouth. And it appears that BYU is just going to have to hope and pray that they continue to move up teams in front of them, lose enough of them lose that they are forced in essence, that the college football playoff committee will move them up in the national rankings enough to let the Cougars into that new year's six bowl game. I'm worried folks. There are two more weeks of these coming out before the final reveal on December 20th. And BYU's got to move up another spot next week, another spot after that. My thought has been the whole time that if BYU was inside the top 10 or maybe sitting at number 10 when the final rankings came out, that I felt relatively secure in that BYU might make the New Year's Six. The fact that they barely moved up one spot this week after teams in front of them lost and other teams had lackluster showings, man, it's concerning to me. And the issue is, is BYU, how disappointed are these players going to be, not to mention you, the fans, the administrators, the coaches, but more importantly, the guys who determine the winning and the losing, the players on the field for the BYU football program, how disappointed are they going to be that they go out there, put up a gaudy record, a double-digit win record, they're undefeated if they beat San Diego State in a week's time. And they miss out on a New Year's Six Bowl game and they're relegated to playing in something comparable to the Las Vegas Bowl or, heaven forbid, something like the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Bowl games are great, but holy smokes, what a fall and what just a sucker punch it would be if BYU misses out on the New Year's Six. I'm hoping the College Football Playoff Committee sees through their BS and can get past the fact that BYU's playing Uh, quote-unquote less than stellar schedule because I'm sick of Ohio State getting propped up over here while BYU is absolutely getting beaten down by the same metric. Uh, It's just it it doesn't make sense to me and I'm I'm upset for the BYU football program, plain and simple, because these guys had their schedule torn to shreds. Tom Homo and his staff went to just great, great lengths. I think a book could be written about what they did to put a schedule together this season and played the games. There was not another team around BYU for well over a thousand miles. El Paso, Texas was the closest city that had a college football program in August that planned to play football this fall that was the closest city to BYU and I'm not sure El Paso is even within a thousand miles I think it's like 13 or 1400 miles it's a ways away BYU should be getting credit for their fearlessness in terms of confronting the COVID-19 pandemic head-on, handling their business, playing through a lot of adversity, winning all the games in front of them. But you know what? This is college football, and we can't settle it on the field. We have a bunch of 13 biased individuals who get to have their say on what they think is best for this sport. College football is messed up, folks. I love it to death, but it is messed up. And the sad part is BYU, they're trying to get an invitation to a party that the people hosting the party essentially have no interest in allowing them to attend. BYU is going to have to kick in the door and just leave no other option for the college football playoff committee. And even then, that option may not be there. And the college football playoff committee just says, sorry, field's full. Have a great day. I hope I'm wrong. 
but I am very worried the BYU could go out, put together a dream season, and get rewarded with what, in essence, is a lump of coal this Christmas season. It would suck. Like I said, folks, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm very concerned for BYU right now. All right, we'll talk about another sucky topic on today's podcast. I mean, a lot of downers, it feels like, today. But BYU goes out to Uncasville, uh, Connecticut, to the Mohegan Sun, quote-unquote, Bubbleville. And they struggled, plain and simple, losing to USC in blowout fashion yesterday. They now get ready for a game against the Johnnies from St. John from the Big East. We'll examine that, let you hear a little bit from Mark Pope and what he thought after the game yesterday and preview a little bit ahead of the game coming up today at three o'clock mountain time so it's still ahead on today's podcast today's show is brought to you in part though by our good friends over at built bar we love built bar this might be the best part of today's podcast honestly is built bar are the best tasting protein bars on the market folks i mean it sincerely you will love these protein bars they taste like a candy bar they're soft and easy to chew they're covered in 100 chocolate they are absolutely incredible 18 unique flavors out there guys nut and non-nut flavors fruit flavors they've got mint type flavors no matter what your palate likes i guarantee you you can find a built bar that you will enjoy what i love about built bars they're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight you're on the keto diet they're the perfect complement to your diet and i can speak from experience because they have been a part of my diet for well over six months now i have at least one a day and i'll be honest with you guys i can eat four or five i feel like and our good friend brian brown works with me at the zone sports network he put out a picture yesterday that he had bought uh, built bars he said there were five of these this morning and he showed a picture i think like two left. So that shows you how good these things are. Check it out, guys. Go to BuiltBar.com. We use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get 20% off your next order. A great way to save money on the best tasting protein bars on the market. Get on it, folks. Waste no more time. Go to BuiltBar.com. Order these protein bars and thank us later. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, that was a gut punch for the BYU basketball program, wasn't it, folks? Yesterday, BYU played their first game in Bubbleville back there at the Roman Legends Classic in the Mohegan Sun, Bubbleville, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And the Cougars came away the losers in a 79-53 route at the hands of the USC Trojans. Okay, my initial takeaway from this was this is a wake-up call for this BYU basketball team. I think they got exposed. USC has a lot of length, a lot of athleticism, and let me get this out of the way right now. Evan Mobley, the star forward for USC, the top overall recruit by some uh, recruiting services, going to USC, thought that he's going to be a one-and-done going to the NBA next year. He looked every bit the part of a lottery pick in the NBA draft next year. A top five selection, no doubter, he looked the part. He was very good. And BYU could not contain him or his older brother, Isaiah Mobley. Evan Mobley finished the game with 17 points and 11 rebounds on 8-12 shooting. Isaiah Mobley, to his credit, had 11 points and 11 rebounds. So two double-doubles for USC in this game. And then also Peterson, their star guard, just went off. 19 points in his own right. This was a tough 
tough matchup for BYU. Much tougher than I thought it was going to be, honestly. I thought BYU would come in and match up relatively well, but I was sorely mistaken. I I apologize to anybody who thought I thought this team was better than last year's team. And old school BYU, I know you tweeted at me saying, I can't believe you thought BYU's team this year was better than that. I don't believe I ever said those words exactly. If I did, I apologize. I never should have said that because last year's team had just all kinds of talent and all kinds of self-belief and a lot of what I like to term grit. Uh, They just had the ability to find a way to win basketball games. This year's BYU basketball program, it is way too early to expect them to have the same spine or the same um, cojones that last year's BYU basketball team had. Could they get to that level? Sure. I think that the potential is there, old school BYU. I don't mean a single yeah, but I think that the potential is there for BYU to be on the same level as last year's team. I do think there is the potential there from this year's BYU basketball team, but they are far from realizing it based on yesterday's result. The Cougars are now 3-1 and one on the season, and Mark Pope, to his everlasting credit, one of my favorite things about him is he rides the high of highs and the lows of lows with the BYU fan base, I feel like. Let's let you hear his initial takeaways yesterday. This is from the BYU postgame show on BYU Radio. Greg Rubel on the call, obviously, alongside Mark Durant. It was the only media availability given to us, the media, so we have permission to use it. Here you go. Mark Pope's initial thoughts on what he took away from this blowout loss to USC. Yeah, super disappointing, guys. I mean, it's a, it's not just a loss. It's a it's a real gut check and reality check and, and a test to see who we are. So, I mean, that's, that's never an acceptable outcome, you know, that just is my gosh, it's awful performance of the head coach and, and uh, I didn't help my team at all and it's just I don't know what to say guys, it's, that is never, ever, ever can happen as a basketball team, so we got some soul searching to do tonight and figure out who we are and then we're, you know, we're playing the schedule, put these guys in a really, really uh, difficult circumstance no doubt about it, to find out who we are and we got to go find out who we are, so incredibly disappointed and really curious and determined to see, see if we can figure this out and respond in the right way. There you go, Mark Pope, and man, you can tell that he is upset about how his team performed, and he said this is not something we can have it be acceptable. And I think BYU fans, all of you out there, can relate to what Mark Pope is saying. It is unacceptable. You expect your team to go out and play better. You can tell that Mark Pope was disappointed in his job as a coach. He was disappointed in the effort from his players at certain points, and this was just an awful awful game for BYU. For the game, BYU shot a grand total of 27.5%, 19 of 69. Woof. What an awful shooting performance. 7 of 30 from beyond the arc, 23.3%. And by the way, before anybody says, well, USC has a lot of length and they disrupted BYU on the perimeter. A week ago, Cal Baptist, a team in the WAC that... West Coast Conference, to their credit, thinks that the WAC is beneath them. Cal Baptist, one of the better teams in the in the WAC, in my opinion, made 23-pointers against the same USC team. USC won that game. They withstood the barrage from Cal Baptist. But BYU, awful, awful shooting. 
27.5% overall from the field, 23.3% from beyond the arc. Just an awful outing if you're a BYU fan. Connor Harding, one of the guys who's expected to be a leader for BYU this year. 0-6 from the field, 0-4 from three, zero points. Caleb Lohner, the star freshman, still has not made a three-pointer in his collegiate career. He went 0 for from beyond the arc, 0 for 4 yesterday, zero points in his own right. This was just an absolute sucker punch loss for BYU basketball in similar fashion to what we learned from the College Football Playoff Committee last night to BYU football. It is a rough day if you're a BYU football, basketball, or just BYU fan in general. Let's be honest about this. Let's let's pull back, peel off that Band-Aid, rip it off, and just expose what it is. Today kind of sucks to be a BYU fan. There are great days to be a BYU fan. Days like today, a little tougher than others. So, you know what? We're all commiserating together on this podcast today. And once again, by the way, let me just insert, thank you for supporting the show. And it's it's a tough one. You hope that BYU bounces back today when they face off against St. John's. The Johnnies out of the Big East. We'll preview that game here in just a minute. We'll get to that. But, man... Yesterday's game, there weren't a lot of good things that came out of that, I felt like. I felt like BYU's defense got shredded. I thought BYU's interior players, by and large, struggled defensively, especially. The length and athleticism on the front line for USC made things miserable for the Cougars. Uh, Two guys that I would like to highlight in terms of what I would term the better showings for BYU in this game, if you really want to term it that. I thought there were two guys who stood out to me. First one, Gideon George. This is a young man who has overcome all kinds of odds to make it to BYU in the first place, and I thought he had a very good showing, all things considered. He scored 11 points on 4-6 shooting. He did miss his lone three-point attempt of the game. He added six rebounds, one assist. I think Gideon George is going to make a move here if other guys don't start making moves for challenging for more playing time, if not a starting job. He has the ability. He's 6'6". He's a very versatile forward who I think they can play and guard multiple positions on the court. If guys like Caleb Lohner don't start producing in bunches, don't be surprised if Gideon George gets a look as a starter for BYU. I'm not saying that's going to happen today. I don't think it will happen today, but this is a young man, speaking of Gideon George, who I thought the moment wasn't too big for him when it appeared it was too big for certain other guys on this BYU roster against USC. The other guy I wanted to highlight, and he had an up-and-down performance, but I think he started out very good before I think his ankle acted up on him, was Matt Harms. Finished the game shooting 5 of 13, 1 of 4 from three-point range with 11 points and 6 rebounds. Harms showed the face-up ability to really stretch the floor, but also be an impact guy on the defensive end. I believe he had at least one block, if I recall correctly. And I think that Harms, as the season goes along, so long as his ankle doesn't really become a hindrance to him, he's going to be a good player for the Cougars. He did struggle with the athleticism of Evan Mobley and the other guys on the interior from USC, but... I think he showed some good signs for the BYU basketball program. So I felt like Harms and Gideon George were kind of my two guys that I thought stood out amongst all the other crap with BYU in that game. But I just can't get past just the awful shooting performance that was. There are nights that you just don't make baskets. And yesterday's game against the USC, I think that can be chalked up to that in some small measure. But 
Just an awful, awful performance. BYU got exposed, and they're going to learn a lot about themselves, I feel like. And you're going to hear about that next. Mark Pope as we preview this game against St. John's. What he expects to see from his team as they try to bounce back. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We love All Guard Pest Control at the Hatch household, and I will promise you guys, if you give them a shot, you will come to love Seth and his team at All Guard Pest Control as well. This is the best company for all of your pest control needs. No matter what it is, you got ants, you got spiders, you got mice, you got commercial properties, residential property, no matter what it is, all guard pest control can handle it. They're a local company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch front, even Juab, Wasatch, Tooele counties. That's not too far for all guard pest control. So trust them to take care of your home or your properties. And I promise you will not be disappointed. What I love about all guard pest control is they can fit your needs into their service packages. They have fair pricing, they do a great job, and they promise 100% guarantee on their work. If you're not satisfied, they'll come back out and make sure you're taken care of. That's what I love about Seth and his team and their big BYU fans to boot. That's just one other positive about All Guard Pest Control. Friday, we're going to catch up with Seth. We're going to give away a free pest control treatment. If you guys would like to be entered to win a free treatment from All Guard Pest Control, it's real simple. Send in a question, whatever you've got, whatever questions you might have about pest control, how they go about things, certain issues you may be having at your home, etc. Send in your questions. You can send them up via social media or also via our email address, lockedonbyu at gmail.com, and you will be entered to win Friday when we give away a free treatment from All Guard Pest Control. In the meantime, feel free to give them a call, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812, or check them out online anytime at allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols with an S. Check them out anytime online, or once again, give them a call, 801-851-1812. That's All Guard Pest Control, proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As we round out this Wednesday edition of the show, let's preview the game against St. John's. We'll let you hear first from the guy who knows more about his team than anybody, and that's Mark Pope. Speaking with Greg Rebell yesterday after the loss to USC, he talked a little bit about what he wants to see from his team as they try to bounce back this afternoon at 3 o'clock on ESPN2 against St. John's, and what he expects to see from the Johnnies and head coach Mike Anderson. Uh, we're going to find out. Um, it, it's going to be a miserable night. It just is what it is. and it, it, it's, it's the process. You have to be, You have to go through the process, and, and we'll see. We're going to see who we are. The whole world, the whole world's going to see who we are tomorrow, and, and we're going to find out for ourselves. So, that's just is you know it's, it's one of the great things about sports is when you have a historically awful night like this, um, you you get a chance uh, to go prove that that's an anomaly and not the norm. And, and we're going to get tested tomorrow. This this deal we're walking into tomorrow is a freaking buzzsaw. So 
there's going to be nothing easy about it and and uh, it's going to test us to our very core so that's that's uh that's an exciting place to be and and we gotta we gotta ring the bell we'll see if we can do it maybe mike anderson's team gives you exactly what you need in this moment after coming uh, out of today the way you did i don't know well they're going to test us i mean they're going to test us uh to to our capacity or beyond it and, and so you know, like we said all along since we started with this schedule, it's a ridiculously hard schedule, and it's going to expose who we are in a lot of different ways. We got exposed in a bunch of ways today in really awful ways, and, and we're going to get exposed some more tomorrow. Hopefully we, we have better answers tomorrow. There you go, Mark Pope, and a big thank you to the BYU Sports Network for letting us use that audio. And this is going to be an interesting game today. Like I said, 3 o'clock Mountain Time. You can watch the game on ESPN. Should be an interesting matchup with the Johnnies. The Johnnies are expected to finish ninth in the Big East this year, but let's be honest, the Big East is one of the premier basketball conferences in college sports, and it's not all that surprising. Mike Anderson is a very high-tempo coach. This could be the type of game that BYU maybe finds their shooting stroke simply due to the nature of this game. You hope they do because they have another awful shooting performance. They can find themselves run off the floor real quick by what I like to call the Red Storm. A lot of people like to call them the Johnnies. But St. John's picked to finish ninth in the Big East. They're off to a 3-0 start. BYU is playing St. John's as a result of their game against Texas Tech, who is actually a pretty dang good team, being canceled. They were supposed to travel, speaking of St. John's, to Lubbock to face off against the Red Raiders, but instead they'll face BYU in the Bubbleville there at the Mohegan Sun. And it's an opportunity, folks. Another opportunity to get back on the court. A lot of players, when you talk to them, when they have a bad performance like BYU had yesterday, the biggest thing they talk about is being able to get back onto the field or playing surface or whatever sport they're playing in as soon as possible. Well, this is about as quick of a turnaround as you'll get from BYU. Just over 24 hours from tip time to tip time, and BYU will have an opportunity to get that awful taste out of their mouth after that awful showing against USC tomorrow. Looking forward to seeing if BYU can prove themselves to all of us, to BYU fans, to themselves, to their coaches in this game against St. John's. St. John's retooling a bit this year, but they won a game 97-93 over Boston College in their most recent victory. They're 3-0 on the season. This is a team that likes to go up and down the court and will make bucket for bucket. Can BYU match them in this contest? We're about to find out. So hopefully you guys enjoy the game. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of that. We'll also recap what we learned from BYU football. Do we find out if BYU is going to play a game this week soon? We'll find out together. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's edition of the show as well. So a lot to get to on a Thursday edition ahead. And a big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. And by the way, I told you guys you're going to give away a winner for uh, some BYU Nike gear. We'll do that on tomorrow's podcast as well. So stay tuned for that as well. Those of you who are maybe listening for the first time, if you'd like to be entered to win some BYU Nike gear that I've got, Make sure you leave us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, a sentence or two or more, whatever you want to say about the podcast, what you like about it, suggestions, no matter what it is, you do that, you're entered to win. We'll do a giveaway tomorrow, hook one of our lucky listeners up with some BYU gear, and by the way, if you've already sent in your ratings and reviews, you are entered in to win, so make sure that we're clear on that. You don't need to re-enter it to get entered to win once again. This is something that we do on a fairly regular basis, and we'll do it on tomorrow's edition. 
edition of the show. Follow the show on social media for the latest when it comes to the podcast and BYU sports. Search out Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My personal Twitter handle, if you'd like to follow me there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And also feel free to email the show anytime. Advertising, questions, no matter what you got for us, feel free to email lockedonbyu at gmail.com. That is the email address for this podcast. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 2nd, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day